ยินดีต้อนรับสู่สะพานผ่านเทคเกตของพระเจ้า Welcome to Bridges for Mission. Well, good morning, everyone. Bridges for Mission. We are so delighted you have joined us today. I'm Reverend Sandra Dorsonville,、uh, one of the co-producers. For this beautiful podcast, and first of all, thank you to all our followers all over the world. I believe we have hit the 2,400 followers. Minister Nicole, can you believe? I cannot. It's absolutely incredible. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, people from、um, all continents at this point. I mean, we can name a lot of countries, and we, it's been exciting to see、uh, how new countries and new followers have have pop up. Uh, in various、um, various places, but each one of you,、um, you are a blessing. You are special to us, and、um, and thank you, thank you for the reviews. Those are really helpful to us. And again, you know, any questions that you may have, or even topics that you might be curious about,、uh, we welcome that.、Um, today we have a volunteer. As you know, season six is、um, brings. Voices and conversations with volunteers. Some of them are already、um, serving for the first time, maybe for the second time, or contemplating serving or not.、Um, and the, today we have the privilege of being with Blake Schinsler,、uh, who will share a little bit more about himself later on.、Um, so come on and sit at the round table with us, and let's be part of this conversation. I turn it over to the co-producer and co-creator, Minister Nicole Cox. Thank you, Reverend Sandra, and yes, thank you, all listeners.、Um, of course, our, my first question for Blake is, who is Blake? Hello, <laughs> I am Blake Schinsler.、Um, I'm 20 years old. I'm a college student, and I'm from Illinois in the U.S. And I'm serving. Over in Hungary right now. Wonderful! Thank you so much.、Um, as we said earlier, this season focuses on first-time volunteers, and Blake is a first-time volunteer.、Um, so, how did you get connected to international ministries, Blake? So, this past summer, summer of 2021, I served as a staff member at a church camp、uh, as a, a camp counselor, and I met. One of my、uh, one of my coworkers was、uh, she's been living in Hungary, and so I met her, and through her, I obviously got connected to her family, and they suggested、um, that I go through interna- go through international ministries and come on a trip over to Hungary. So, yeah, I guess that's how that goes. <laughs> No, that's fine. That's how a lot of people get connected. You know, they have a friend of a friend of a friend, and they're like, "Oh, come meet this person," and then they're like, "Hey, come serve with us." So it makes perfect sense that a coworker introduced you to her parents and was just like, "Come on, let's do this. Come serve with us." So, and it also speaks to、um, those personal invitations that at times, especially for a first-time volunteer, you know, like yourself, Blake, that it 
it makes it makes that difference. Um, we had on a different episode somebody's sister that got them connected and all, but it really speaks to that personal invitation. And, and Jesus modeled it so many times and so often of those personal, you know, and uh, invitations and and naming and inviting people by name. So thank you for sharing that. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful beginning of the journey. Um, can you share with our listeners what was the process like for you of preparing? I mean, once you, you know, so last summer you tell us you, you meet, you know, and you get connected through your coworker with those global servants. But so between last summer and now that we're in 2022, what was the preparation like? What was that journey? Well, um, there was a little gap in between the summer and when I finally decided to start doing this. Um, and then there was some paperwork to do and, uh, I did some training on over Zoom with Nicole. It's about uh, like culture shock and just going over some scripture, just kind of giving me an idea of some things that I might be going through when I get here and um, ways to cope with um, change. So um, then there was a lot of packing um, I watched a lot of YouTube videos about uh, folding your clothes in a very particular way so you can save space in your suitcase, um, pack as much in there as I can. It was very helpful. And making sure, of course, that I had everything I needed, enough clothing. Um, I wanted some vit vitamin packets because sicknesses and stuff I brought over some at-home COVID tests in case those would be valid. I don't think they are, but that's okay. I have them. Um, that's pretty much, oh yeah, I've, I've had a, my backpack. I filled that with a bunch of things that I knew that I would probably use while I'm on my flight. So you speak of a lot of the, the physical preparation, um, which is so important because people don't realize especially going and traveling and being, you know, on the plane for so many hours, um, the, the, the details that are really important. Um, but was there also some emotional and spiritual preparation that was helpful to you that, um, you know, that you feel like God really invited you into the pausing and the pondering of this trip? And, and you're going for from what I understand, at least over eight weeks that you will be serving in Hungary. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm here for three months. So, yeah. Um, there was some, I was really nervous about flying specifically. I wasn't nervous about being in another country. I was nervous about um, the flights because I haven't done that on my own. And I haven't done that ever. <laughs> so um, I was really scared about what do I do in the airport because my parents can't follow me all the way through the airport and tell me where to go, what to do. They can only go up until security, which I found out was not far along in the process <laughs> of being at the airport. Um, but in terms of mental preparation, I was really just, I really tried not to think about it too much because I 
would just get too nervous about the unknown. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm doing when I get to the airport. And so I just, I was really just winging it. Um, obviously my parents, they gave me some advice of what to do. And I was holding on to all the advice I could get trying to remember everything because I needed that knowledge for sure. And I would pray about uh, just making sure this is what, uh, you know, like this is what God wants me to do. And this is where he's leading me to go over to Hungary or not. And I never got any response that I thought meant I shouldn't go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I came. <laughs> so I didn't think about it too hard. I was just trying to stay cool, keep my cool. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, it's keeping focus and, uh, and how beautiful, you know, the image that you share with the listeners and with us about holding knowledge. You know, I kind of picture almost like a, a cup open and, you know, the knowledge is being filled from various places and you holding it in this first experience. So, um, yeah. And, the you know, f- the physical preparation is something that, that was important for you. So, no, thank you for sharing. So what now that you're in Hungary, so listeners, this is beginning of, you know, um, year 2022 and um, you've been in Hungary now for a little bit. And so what has that been like for you? Can you share with the listeners the ministry you're involved with, um, you know, um, just, yeah, unpack it for us a little bit. Okay. So, um, well, specifically in Hungary, I am in the city of Debrecen, which is the second largest city in Hungary. Um, I'm staying with the goods who are um, John and Amanda Good. They are missionaries over here. And they recently got their own English church started over here called, I believe it's the International Baptist Church. And um, they've been going for, I I believe it's a few months, maybe, maybe. Um, And so I guess that is the ministry that I'm specifically involved in is with them. So, the first few weeks over here have been really, really great. (laughs) Um, I've met their Hungarian friends and um, I went to, they have this market set up in downtown Debrecen called the Advent Market, which was for Christmas slash New Year's. They had ice skating and a bunch of food stands and beautiful lights everywhere. And um, obviously I can't go anywhere without one of them (laughs) because um, I can't speak Hungarian. And I'm not sure how many people actually speak English. So I have to be with someone (laughs) at all times. Um, But it's been really wonderful. And then just the other day, we went to a Hungarian castle, which is called, oh, I can't remember how to, what the name is, but it translates in English to um, Happy Stone Castle. And they have a restaurant there. It's like a medieval restaurant and they serve medieval food and <laughs> they have like food etiquette from, you know, back in the 1600s or whatever year. 
<laughs> it's based on and um, you can go walk through the castle and um, they even have some parts of the castle they're like still adding on to where they're adding more of like a museum portions where you can so it was really cool it's been <laughs> wonderful over here um, it's been the weather though has been freezing and it snowed once but then it's been so cold ever since it snowed that one time that snow is still here. <laughs> so roads of, or sidewalks and roads are a little icy and mushy, all that dirty brown snow. <laughs> but it's been wonderful. And what makes the experience so great is uh, just, well, I'm obviously experiencing a new culture for the first time in my life. And uh, it's really cool just to be learning learning the language a little bit and seeing bits and pieces of the history of the country, um, knowing people, meeting people who um, are obviously a part of the country and know so much more about it than me and they can help me um, learn more. And I can also help like teach them about my culture a little bit and, um, there's in their church, there's so many people from different cultures because I guess Debertson is kind of a popular spot for, well, they have, an, they have a college here, it's the University of Debertson, and it attracts a lot of foreigners. So there's, it's like a hot spot for people from other countries. And so there's a lot of people who go to their church who are just from these different cultures around the world. And that's why it's the International Baptist Church. <laughs> and uh, it's, really, it's really just cool to see, not only can I be here and I learn about Hungary, but I can talk to these people um, at the church who attend you know, Sunday service and the youth group meetings, Bible studies, whatever. And we can talk about different experiences from where each of us are from, what we do back home, uh, what kind of, restaurants or foods we eat or places we go to um <laughs> yeah popular products in america are not popular products over in india or here in hungary even so <laughs> it's it's really cool to see all the differences but how we can still all come together and i guess be accepting and not judging that's so beautiful. That's such a, um, I, in my head, I just see people of all different types, you know, just sitting around the table and chatting and talking. And, um, I can just see them all smiling and laughing because I know the goods and just how they just have this way with people. And, you know, every time I meet with them, it's just, it always just brings a smile and I can just see God working through them. So I can only imagine what that looks like in a larger setting within um, a church and within their Bible studies. Um, and it's just, it's just such a beautiful mental image that you just painted for me. Um, but I'm curious to know through all of that, um, what has been or what, what has been, or what is, if you're currently going through it, one of the larger, most significant learning curves um, coming from the U.S. and the hungry culture, what has been a large learning curve for you? I have been trying to learn their language. And so that's been a pretty big learning curve, I guess. I mean, all their letters 
are, well, not all of them, but there are a few that are just pronounced so differently than the English alphabet. And even after I've learned what, how you say them, I'll still be reading things and pronouncing it with some of the letters with English pronunciations. And then I'm like, ah, dang it. <laughs> I knew that. Um, and then they've got all these different accents that ch change the way you pronounce the vowels. And that just complicates things for me. <laughs> but it's a really interesting language nonetheless. And I'm really, as complicated as it is to learn about it, I am really enjoying learning um, new words. And I, it, I mean, of course it's easy while I'm here to want to learn it because I'm surrounded by it and I, I don't really have a choice, but um, I want to actually learn it. And so I'm planning, hopefully I can stay committed to it. When I get back to the US, I can keep continuing to learn um, some more Hungarian because they, the goods gave me, they have their own Hungarian books from when they were all learning. And so I have inherited those now and I can bring those home with me, just like little lesson books and stuff and try my best to continue that. Also just, um, I guess in America, it's not super uncommon to go outside even in, you know, freezing cold weather in shorts <laughs> because it's just not too bad if you're not gonna be out there like super long, you know, or maybe even without a coat. But apparently here, the Hungarians just really prefer not to be cold. And so when they see you <laughs> wearing no coat and shorts and you're outside, they're gonna give you a double take. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's just something I will be, I'm willing to walk out in public in just normal clothes, but that's not, like a cultural normal over here, I guess. You have to be dressed up for the weather appropriately. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. And I don't know, sometimes if I see someone out in shorts and it's and it's chilly, I might give them a double take here too sometimes. <laughs> uh, it's still questionable, but it's not it's not super abnormal to see it in yeah. America. I'm just like, oh, I wish I had your hot blood because that would be so much better than bundled up and, you know, four layers right now, you know? <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's good. At least the language is a really good learning curve to have that desire to learn and then your willingness to admit that it is difficult um, is also, it's, it's good, you know? Sometimes I feel like in the U.S. we don't always like to admit when something is difficult. Um, we just keep persevering through as best we can and, you know, almost that fake it till you make it sort of thing. Um, but saying, you know, yes, I'm learning the language, but yes, it's difficult. It just, you know, I think that's very important. That's um, that's it's important aspect of you knowing yourself that you can say, yes, this is difficult, but I'm still trying. I'm still moving forward. I'm still going to do the best I can. 
Um, so good luck with that. I've heard it. It is a very difficult language to learn. So all the best with learning that um, and continuing once you return home. So um, and wrapping up um, for this, this interview for today, um, my last question for you is what advice would you give to a new individual that would like to do short term mission? Well, I guess get a little educated on airports if you're not already, because that was a scary part for me. Um, <laughs> I didn't know where my seat numbers were on my first flight. And so I was, I was lost, <laughs> I was holding up the line. So get familiar with that stuff as best as you can. Um, just, I don't know, embrace it and trust in God because which is so hard to do sometimes, but it's really not that bad traveling over here. Like, cause my, my, my thoughts of coming over here and I've never done this before. I was just super panicked. I was imagining the worst and I'm alone. And I was just so panicked about all that. So it was really hard to just give it to God and just let him, <laughs> take it and run rampant with it. But I did. I think I did anyways. And I think that is super important because you're going to be going into another culture where you don't know anything anyways. And so if you don't know anything uh, and you're scared about the flight, it's you're not going to know anything when you get to your uh, desired location either. And it's like, it's just, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to grow in and um i guess i could leave it there maybe <laughs> oh yeah but you know i i really appreciate the honesty um and the specificity that you have shared as far as you know going on a flight for the first time and all that but um how facing fear and different aspect of fear can paralyze um can also once you just you know give it all to God and say, okay, this is it. You know, I can be holding the line, but I need to get there and I need to get there, help me get there. So how do we, how do we get entangled into fear or walk through fear and get to the other side and all that. So I, you know, I appreciate um, that level of specificity and honesty that you shared with us um, today and with the listeners as well. So so thank you for, thank you for all that, Blake. Yeah, no problem. So for your last thing, I just want one word. What would be one word that you would use to encourage others? Trust. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that ties in pretty well. I think so too. I think that's a, a, a wonderful way to, to wrap up um, all that we've talked about today. So I want to thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing your story um, and for chatting with us and to show everyone else your wonderful story and your wonderful heart. Um, so best of luck in your next couple of weeks with the goods um, and all the new experience and all the new language that you're going to learn um, and everything that's coming forward. So God be with you and have a wonderful time. Yes. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's been great. And thank you, listeners, for joining us today um, as we wrap up this conversation with Blake. 
We thank you for listening to Bridges for Mission. You can find more information about the Short-Term Mission Office at internationalministries.org. Also, don't forget to get a hold of the New Leaders Guide entitled Short-Term Mission Team Essentials Together on the Journey. Uh, you can find this on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Book Baby, and that we are so glad that you joined us today. So thank you for all the subscribers and from listening from all continents. Thank you and have a good one.